The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, the conversation with regard to truck safety, highway safety, regulations, what needs to change continues here on the 630 Chad Afternoon News because it's your show and that's what you want to talk about. We've got callers waiting to speak to us. Let's take Harry's. Harry's on the phone. Sure. Hi, Harry. Hey, I'm not too bad, guys. Uh, I Thank you very much for accepting my call. Sure, what's on your mind? Uh, I, yeah, <clears throat> years and years ago, uh, I did work with a pipeline company, and uh, they employed a lot of drivers, and I was in charge of licensing and registering vehicles, and different provinces had different regulations, and and I would see log books and trip records and so forth, and and uh, I do recall at one time where there was a toolbox meeting uh, where the foreman had six guys. And, and uh, anyways, this one chap waited till all the trucks were gone or the drivers were gone. Then he knew that that was his truck to drive, the one that was left. That was the one he was going to drive. He was under intoxication. Mm-hmm. And that was back in time when things were done that way. But uh, now things have changed. And, you know, <clears throat> the new Canadians, like this gentleman here, he had one week of of uh, taking a license and getting it. And then, uh, of course, he, he drove with, uh, with somebody for another two weeks and so forth. And, um, you know, that's just not enough experience. A lot of times these companies or these new Canadians, they have their own schools. And it's easy for them to get a license that way. But if they were to go and do it the legal way, then it would be a little harder. So what I'm saying is, and I'm sure that somebody has mentioned this, that... These trucks should be, like, the drivers have to have logbooks, and a lot of them carry two logbooks, one legal and one illegal. And they drive different hours, and then they also can go ahead and phone ahead and find out whether the weight scales are open, and if they are open, well, they can detour around and so forth. Well, so there are little tricks that yeah. a lot of just to did. and just to make it clear, he was legal to be on the road. Yeah, and let's and just log, make that clear. Yeah, and uh, the logbook uh, violations, and he had seventy some of them, mm-hmm. and they're of course a concern. But just to clarify again, they are not uh, they're not thought to be contributing factors to this accident. Though those violations took place over a period of time, bef- from the time he got his license to the time of the accident. But the night before the accident, he had stopped overnight in Saskatoon. And the only violation on his logbook is he hadn't recorded correctly his start time um, that day. It was incomplete, mm-hmm. and he should have uh, he should have put uh, a notation for when he was loaded out. Yes, and, and and sometimes you know, sometimes they'll they'll do this. I I know that, uh, and it doesn't make sense. But uh, for the most part, you know, like in my own personal driving, I normally wait about two or three seconds before that light when that light has changed to make sure that the intersection is clear and sometimes i'll get a a honk on Mm -hmm. the horn behind me you know but the rule is usually you should wait four seconds before 
because the conditions you don't know uh, could be icy, wet, whatever, and somebody can't stop and they slide through the intersection and so forth. Mm. So people are impatient and they, you know, will jump the gun. But uh, like I said, uh, I think that it's like the same thing, like if a person was under the influence of alcohol and uh, he had a drunken driving and then he got a chance to drive and so forth and he's equipped with one of these boxes well this the same thing should be with the the truck if it's accumulated so many hours that they're legally intended to drive they'll have 20 minutes or half an hour then the truck will shut down and he has to pull over wherever he is and he cannot go again until his rest period has been legally uh, he's fit to drive again thanks for the call harry john's been waiting john you're a truck driver hello how are you good, good. Uh, i've been driving for about 30 years uh been on electronic logs for about five uh just to put things in perspective uh the super b for all your listeners there is the most common trailer configuration on the road right now and the reason it's the most common is because it can carry the most weight right it's now, a cost uh, thing that's what it is that's, that's right yep instead so, of two so, trucks you have one truck yeah. you bring the cost down for the customer you get yep you got her yep and uh so super b as a rule is probably two 30 foot decks like flat decks you see vans occasionally but usually decks and you're talking eight, eight axles, 30, 30 tires. And uh, this thing can haul, well, it's licensed for 63,500 kgs. So to do, do the math, it's 130,000 pounds mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's maxed out. Now, with this guy with the peat moss, he was probably half that. Yeah. But, but, you know, who's to say the next day he wasn't hauling steel and he was maxed out, right? But... Uh, I guess my point is, is the the apprenticeship idea is been around for a long time, and it is what needs to happen. When I first started out, uh, and Andrew, you'll probably know what I mean by this, but I started with single, single. Yeah. Then I went, then I went to tandem, tandem. Then I went uh, from there. You can go to get your V endorsement, to, or they call it an LCV now, long combination vehicle endorsement. And that's when you guys see those, you know, two long traders going down the highway or you mm-hmm. see a uh, long with a short behind it. Like all these triples, all this stuff is covered by the LCV. Uh, the Super B, I don't know if it's in the LCV or not. But uh, I do know that that Super B is so common. And and uh, the progression I made over 30 years ago from single to single, 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 tandem, tandem, and so forth, it's just not a reality anymore. Hmm. I, see, I see guys walking through the door of the company I work at, and believe me, they're pinning up to Super B, and away they go. And uh, they have nowhere near the experience I have. And I'm telling you, after 30 years, I'm pulling a Super B, and I'm uh, a little nervous. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I... How do, how do you how do you walk into your first job as a as a as a driver hauling one of those things? 
Like, I, I, I personally, I, I can't. I, I where do you, it, to have the confidence or not, or just need the money? I guess I don't know to walk in and say, okay, I'm going to drive this thing. How does that happen? Well, I'm going to put the onus on, and I don't want to paint. All Is it pressure from project. the businesses? It's first of all, from you the, know what? The owners? It's not all businesses, and lots of companies regulate themselves into a higher degree than is required by law. You would agree with that, I'm sure. It's also yeah. not about new Canadians per no. se. It's about bad drivers, bad owners, and bad training more so than a specific group. All of the above, I agree. Yeah, and I, the company, the company I work for, like you know, when I talk about an apprenticeship program. Like, I go through a dangerous goods course every two years. I go through a PDIC every two years. Uh, I got my WIMIS. Uh, I've got to do my LCV every year. Uh, like, there's so many tickets that I've got my wallet right now <laughs> that you'd be amazed at the, when you have a quality company. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, yes. Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, this will come as no surprise to you. And I'm, you know, in an odd way, I'm sort of enjoying these conversations. It feels like old days again. Now, I got a class one um, and held it for two years. The reason I had a class one was so that I could pull trailers around our yard. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, just back them up or, or pull them out uh, to be picked up by a highway driver, by a professional driver. So you're, you're a shunter. Exactly. And it was cheaper than paying some guy 50 bucks a trailer, right? Um, but that meant that I would have been legal to pull that load. Wow. And there's no way I'm qualified to pull that load then or now. But it's one license for that. You know, That's it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and, I mean, you look at the road right now. It's dry or I should say a little wet, but we're, we're going to get about 30 centimeters of snow in the next three days. Yeah. That temperature's going to tank. Yeah. And these and they're, those, those super bees are hitting the highway, and they're hitting the highway with guys with a year experience, six months experience. Mm. They've got their class one, and they're on their way. It's, uh, it needs to be regulated federally. It needs to be an apprentice program, like just like a carpenter or a electrician telling you there's so much involved that it could very easily be you know an apprenticeship program up to a journeyman uh, truck driver yeah hey john you've been you've been driving for three decades now um besides you know the obviously what we've been talking about how have things changed for for you on the road what are you what are you seeing what are you what do you witness on a daily basis when you're out there well, like not to repeat myself, but like I said, things have changed over the years so much. When I first started, it was just part of company policy. You started in a five-ton, then you went to single-single, tandem-tandem. If you did some time in the chunt truck, you're, you know, that always helped you learn to back up. Then, then you started, you got your highway certification. Then you, uh, once you got that, you could pull a five-axle, which is just a long box down the highway. Then you get your LCB long combination vehicle so how things the things have changed is is that old school is gone yeah Pe- people are being just thrown into the industry they're they're uh and i'm not i don't know if throw is the right word but uh they're getting into the industry and they're getting behind the wheel of a big truck with a super b behind them and it's like wow but okay, I-, I see i see like I drive every day and yeah. I see just dozens and dozens and dozens of super bees and guys I, I 
you look at who's driving them and you're like, wow. Yeah, and I guess I'm wondering, um, too, about, you know, the other vehicles on the road, like, you know, me and my, you know, Volvo SUV driving down the highway and, 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 and how we are around your big rigs. Has that changed? Is there Has the respect of those big rigs changed, giving you room on the road, doing what you need to do, the space you need to do? You know, I've always felt a lot better when I'm in a big truck. <laughs> yeah. mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But pe- people don't tailgate you. They don't follow too closely. Respect your size. And, uh, you know, from my experience, and this is for you know 31 years now, uh, you know, truck drivers as a rule don't bully their way around. If that... Mm-hmm. Is kind of the question you're asking. Like, they respect people. They try to uh, give them room, that sort of thing. It boils down to inexperience. If you see someone doing something that in a big truck that was really stupid, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you it's inexperience. John, really appreciate this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us a call this afternoon. No problem. Have a good day. Yeah, you take too. it easy. Thanks for listening. Uh, we need to take a break here. Alan's okay. on the phone. He's a safety officer for a transportation comp- company. So let's talk to him right after we do this. All right. Alan has been holding patiently. Alan, you're a safety officer for a transportation company? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for giving us a call this afternoon. What's on your mind? Well, uh, first of all, condolences to all the family. Mm-hmm. It, it hits us all hard. I have some kids that play hockey as well and one of them rides the bus so it hits me from the other side as well and then being in the transportation industry you know the problem is there's just too many openings and too many loopholes in the industry there are some very reputable safety like or trucking companies out there with safety like there's one where an owner used to carry a radar gun in his truck and if he saw one of his trucks speeding <laughs> or misbehaving or doing something wrong, that driver was freed up for further employment opportunities elsewhere. <laughs> you know, and so there's a lot of reputable companies out there, but the onus is on the owner. Like right now, even the current regulations is, first of all, before you hire a driver, you have to do, by law, you have to do a road test. Mm-hmm. Now, that road test doesn't have any standard to it. So, you know, if the guy can drive forward six feet, back up six feet, and walk around his truck once, he can pass hmm. road yep. test. It's the onus on the company as to how detailed they get. Yep. You know, so a lot of onus is on the company. Now, did that guy have a road test? And every company, insurance companies that insure these trucking companies, they don't hire a driver unless they have at least two years of experience. So how does a guy get two years of experience? I'll tell you how he does it. He drives his friend's gravel truck for two weeks, and then he comes into the company and says, yeah, he's been driving for two and a half years, and he meets all the requirements and that, and away he goes. A lot of drivers, unfortunately, get into the industry that way. The previous caller, I just want to say that driver puts the pro in professional driving, I think. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you're right. And we keep saying it again and again that it comes down to the company uh, and how they want to regulate beyond what's required of them. And again, Arnold Brothers required five years clean abstract, five years driving experience before you could haul a Super B. If you were hired with that five years clean abstract, you got sent to Winnipeg for a three-week course um, that involved their own driving test. And many drivers who met the criteria otherwise were not allowed to join Arnold Brothers because they simply weren't good drivers. Hmm. 
but but oh, companies absolutely. have to take that you know they have to take that upon themselves absolutely and and uh, that's all at you know um, I don't want to say a cost because it's an investment to prevent such but it, it is a cost you're right yeah but really if you got to invest in your people you got to train your people and I agree that you know and I I've called in before and I've made this comment that, and I, I don't mean anything bad to hairdressers everywhere because you got to know a lot to be a hairdresser. But if they have a bad day, you know, you might have a clipped ear or a, a bad haircut that will grow out in a month. You know, a truck driver has a bad day and we can see what happens. And your point is, because, you know, we were talking about this off air just a moment ago, Jay and I, there's more requirements like when you, the, for the a hairdresser. Hours and the hours, yeah. it's like a couple of years to be, as an apprentice right. hair, hairdresser, it's it's a huge amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, crazy. You know, and I call these trucks, you know, you're, you're driving a not-so-smart missile down the road. It, mm-hmm. it all depends. It's in the hands of that driver. And fortunately... Most of the drivers are consummate pros out there because companies have invested in them, you know, and drivers that have 30-some years of experience, you know, especially if they haven't had any incidents, that is a huge milestone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. So, unfortunately, uh, this is kind of a black eye in our industry, but as a good thing, I hope it turns... uh, uh, a good eye to our industry to say, you know what, let's let's train people properly. Let's do the right things as we go forward. And clarification for that guy: um, if he'd have been pulled over by a DOT officer with his logbook falsified, he'd have been put out of service for seventy-two hours because you couldn't know when he actually took the last break. That's because right. One That's thing right. is falsified. Everything is falsified. Yeah. So the only way you know that the guy's going to get enough rest is to put that unit out of service for 72 hours. Alan, thanks for the phone call. You bet, and thank you, and again, condolences to the family, for sure. Thank you so much. All right, that's Alan, uh, safety officer for a transportation company. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.